Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. And uh, good morning, everybody here. Everybody full of turkey? No. No? No. You didn't have turkey? Oh, amazing. Um, First, I want to say uh, happy Thanksgiving again to everybody. And from all of us at Bond and at the church and from the TV show, the radio show, we all appreciate you very much. And all the people who have been, you know, helping to donate and sponsor by for the last 27 years, we greatly appreciate it. And I hope you have a safe trip if you're traveling. Watch your backs because of um, the radical Islam folks are out there. And they love these kind of holidays, especially when there are crowds around. So be careful out there as well. All right. It's not the same America that it was 50 years ago. 30 years ago. So be careful out there. All right. Brenda, did you know that air is really smart? Yes. You knew? Yes, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> he has been coming and talking to the guys at our entrepreneur academy. Yes. And he's really good. Awesome. Yeah, very, very good. So you got yourself a good one. I'm glad you recognize that in him. Yeah. No, he's very smart. And funny. <laughs> Very funny. But he's really, really good at helping the guys. Good. Um, Let's see here. Anybody have anything you need to ask me or bring up before I get rolling? One, two, three. No. Okay. Uh, First, I want to say that um, I will battle, as I've said over and over again, it's a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. It's not physical at all. It's uh, spiritual at all times. And uh, a friend of mine over this weekend, the holiday weekend, on Thursday, as a matter of fact, Thanksgiving Day, a friend of mine's son um, jumped off a bridge and killed himself. And uh, he was 41 years old. And so I was thinking about this boy. I've known him since he was a kid, you know. And um, so when I talked to the father, he said, I've lost another son. And so I was thinking about, wow, what, why didn't this boy overcome his issues in life and learn how to deal with life in the right way? And I realized one day is that It's because it's a spiritual battle and we cannot overcome our own issues. There is this notion out there that we can overcome our own issues and we absolutely cannot. Even when, you know, since I've been in California, especially within the last 30 years, I guess, 27 to 30 years, I've seen people stand up in different churches. I remember the first church I was well, I remember people standing up in different churches and talking about their sins. You know, it's like I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict or I'm a whatever, you know, and they stand up and testify as to what's going on in their lives. And I'm coming to realize or started to realize that they think by getting up and testifying that that's going to help them to overcome and they won't. It would not. It just makes you feel good. And also to hear, it encourages them to make them think that they will overcome as well. But you're not going to overcome just by talking about your problem or standing up and confessing them. It doesn't help. It's like when men and women go to prison for committing crimes and they're like stunned that they're going to prison. They can't believe that they're going to prison, right? And they're thinking, well... Well, we're thinking, well, once they go to prison, they will never do this again because who want to go to prison? And they'll stay there for 40 years. They'll get out and commit the same crime again. It's like when you're caught with something, you're shot, but you're caught and you say to yourself, I never do it again. And you end up doing it again. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people think that you overcome that way and you don't. You'd be surprised at the number of people. Most, probably all, people do not overcome that way. 
And they may stop doing one thing, but end up doing another one. And so I'm thinking about this, this guy um, that committed suicide by jumping off a bridge. Can you imagine jumping off a bridge and killing yourself on Thanksgiving Day? You're not supposed to kill yourself on holidays. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say, what days? That's when they do it. On holidays? Mm-hmm. And Why? Because the, that's when, the, I guess, they have time off from work, maybe. But the depression <laughs> tends to set in, too. Oh. The loneliness or whatever. Well, then we shouldn't let people off work, then. It's all that. <laughs> they what? They get around their families, and they, they have these expectations that their family life is supposed to be so picturesque. And when it's not, right. it makes them depressed, and they... They say, I don't fit in, I don't measure up, and, oh. and they get all depressed and they kill themselves. But shouldn't they be very think, well known. Shouldn't they think, well, you know, if I do it right now, everybody's going to be unhappy. Let me at least wait until after New Year's. They're selfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's total selfishness. I went to a family reunion in Indiana. The last family reunion we had was in Indiana, I think. And one of my cousins killed himself while we were at family reunion. Rather than coming and hanging out with everybody, he's at home killing himself. <laughs> and the good thing about it, though, everybody was already there for the funeral. So you didn't have to, like, travel back and forth. And he was in his 20s, I think, a young guy. And so, so I'm thinking about this guy, and I'm thinking, wow, what could have happened? I realized... Number one, he never forgave his father. And he truly, truly hated his father. And, you know, over the years we've been telling him, you got to forget the father even apologized as, you know, admitted he didn't realize what he was doing and I'm sorry about it. And yet he refused to forgive his father. Then he ended up becoming like mental because all angry people, if you hold on to anger, you become mentally ill after a while. Reality is no longer reality for you. You live in an illusion. And so he became that way. And he um, ended up, his father telling me that uh, he had been taking those psychotrophic medications for years that the doctor had been giving him. And so he's been on that for a long time, right? And so he started hearing voices. He started seeing things. And now he's taking this stuff. And if he ever is not taking them, then reality is hard to bear. And so apparently he was off for a few minutes. And, um, and so it was hard for him to deal with reality. And they're thinking that's what made him jump off the bridge because he ran out of medication. Um, and so, you know, knowing him, I realized that at some point when you're a really, really unforgiving person and you're like filled with anger, you become like a walking corpse. You no longer have the spirit of life in you anymore. You no longer have the teacher in you enhancing your life. And you're walking around with your eyes wide open, but you're really dead. Another spirit has made a home in you. And it's just, it, the physical look like you, even though you can tell something's wrong, but you become a, a, a walking corpse until you finally die, you know, lay down and die. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to hang around for too long with angry people. That spirit of anger is too wicked in order for it to hang there and deal with that. And this young man became like that. He was just a, uh, out of his mind, or a dead man walking kind of a thing. And if you don't get over that anger, that's what ends up happening. And then the doctors, you go to the doctors, they give you medication. And the medication that keep you in a state of denial, preventing you from facing reality so that you can overcome. And this guy could have been one of the nicest guys. I remember when he was very young, bright nature, just really had a good personality. But as he got older and that spirit grew on the inside of him, he just became dark and dark and dark. And so... And so I realized, wow, that's what it is. You can't get over your own problems. Just think in your own personal life, how long you've been trying to get over issues in your life. 
and you've gone to different churches, you went to Alcoholic Anonymous, and you said your name, you had someone that watched over you, but you still didn't overcome it. And the reason you didn't, because it's a spirit that's made a home. Another identity make a home in you, and it controls you. And people don't realize that. Isn't that amazing? But there is a way to overcome it. It really is. But you have to be willing, and I'm going to tell you what that way is, but you have to be willing to endure. A lot of people think just because they wake up, they can see that everything, no more enduring, no more going through stuff. But you still have to relax through life and just let life happen. You become a living being and just let life happen instead of fighting against it. I think about over the last 27 years, the number of people that I have uh, counseled with and worked with and met over the years, it's been difficult for them to overcome because they don't really do the right thing that causes them to overcome. And they think what, it, what they're trying to overcome is sex, drugs, uh, lying, stealing, adultery. They think those are the things that they're trying to overcome. Those are not the things that you're trying to overcome. We've been taught so wrong, and that's why a lot of people don't get better in life. They don't get better because we've not been taught how to really overcome. And if you truly believe in God and he is your father, you have to overcome. You can't help but overcome. And so it's unfortunate for this young guy, but he just had a miserable life for a long time. I know a lot of people like that. So and imagine that this happened on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, you wake up, you expected to meet with the family. His mother told me that he had, uh, he had visited them the night before Thanksgiving and that he was real friendly. You know, he looked like he was fine. He was telling everybody how much he loved them and how much he appreciated them. And then the next day, he jumped off the bridge. Amazing. But there is a way to be free. All right. Yes, James. <laughs> Angelia is asking online, what do you tell boys like him who have anger toward their dads like that? Normally, you say the kids have really resent their mothers for turning them against their fathers. You tell them the same thing you tell anyone. You know, if they, if they resent their mothers, you have to forgive. The mother can help themselves. If they resent their father, the same thing. You have to forgive them. As a matter of fact, with this particular boy... I counsel with them and him and his family several times, especially with the father. But the boy was unwilling to forgive for whatever reason. Now, I'm thinking maybe it got too deep into it where um, that spirit, he just didn't know how to overcome that spirit. But you tell him the same thing. You forgive so that God can forgive you and take that spirit away from you. It is so simple and it, life is nothing like what we've been taught. That's why you have to go back to being a child and live life in the way that a child lives life. But you can't fake that either. It has to happen naturally. Because I don't want you running out trying to act like a child. You know, like, well, what's wrong with you? I'm acting like a child. Not like that. It has to happen to you. And it can happen. But you have to understand how to do it. But you tell them the same thing you tell about forgiving their mothers or anyone, themselves. You have to realize by getting to know yourself, oh, I have that question for you. Um, you have to get to know yourself. The first step to overcoming is that you have to get to know yourself. And I've told you what, what self-knowledge is, right? You remember? Anybody remember me telling you that? You remember me telling you that? Okay. I want to, you don't remember, Joya? You've heard me say what self-knowledge is, right? Do you know yourself? Yeah, I remember. Um, getting to know. What? Getting to know myself. <laughs> and what are you, what are you learning? Um, that sometimes I don't know much. Sometimes you don't know much? Oh, good. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. 
the person that don't know much, whether it's a male or female, it's easier for them to enter into the kingdom than the intellectual person. It really is. Because like, you're, just, you're like an you know, empty glass. You're learning. You're discovering along the way, so you're fortunate. Brenda, do you know what self, do you know yourself? The beginning of overcoming is just to know yourself. Do you know yourself? Somewhat. I, I think it's a constant process. It's what? A constant process. And when you say somewhat, what do you know about yourself? Hmm. I know that I'm... Hmm. I know that I'm loving and loyal and careful. I, I have certain characteristics that I can talk about myself. Um... But I'm also fallible and weak, and, you know, I depend on my, my faith in God to guide me in the things that I do. Yeah. And is that working? Yes. It is working? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Ed? What, you know yourself? Uh, all, all I know is that, that, that by trying to figure out who I am, I, there's not much there. That's basically the story. I mean, oh. there is... How would you define self-knowledge? Well, you, you can, you can I, I, I don't know, uh, but I do know this, that, that every time I think of a characteristic of mine that, is, like, that this is how I am, it's usually, it's usually a trick. Um, I'm smart. Well, okay, maybe, but I've done some really dumb things. Yeah. Um, I'm patient, and then I yell at somebody. I'm not patient. Then I'm nice to somebody. I mean, it's really crazy, right? And the more you, you see that, the more you start seeing the contradictions in your own personality, the more you start thinking, this all came from some other place. Right. That there's no real me. Yeah. It starts to feel that way. And then you go, all right, now what? Right? And then you say, I think I'll go to the beach. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of hard to handle that. Yeah. But, but that's where I'm at. Oh, okay. Um, so. How about you? Do you know yourself? Let's do it with the blue right there by you. That's about to go back right there. You know yourself? No. You do not know yourself. And, and why not? Because, okay, I'm going to cry. Because I think, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't think it's me. It's like, who is this person? And um, I think, you know, Is everything I've, I have, is it what I wanted or is it what I thought, thought I should have? Or, or what, was it yeah. um, how people thought I should be? Yeah. And I look at the mirror, so I, don't, I, I look at the person in the mirror, I'm like, who is that person? I don't know. But through the process, it's been ups and downs because I find, too, that, you know, doing the um, meditation or the prayer has helped me at work. I don't resent my coworker anymore. It, the relationship is so much better, and I yeah. thought I could never get over that. But I let her be herself, yeah. and I, I, I kind of jump in, even though I sometimes I don't know everything. But I'm more open to do that. And then sometimes on the downside, it's like I still do stupid stuff or do stuff I think is wrong or whatever. I try not to judge myself. But yeah, right now I don't I don't know what I really like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I really what what do I what do I like? I mean, I li- I know I like things that maybe people thought I should like yeah. or be a, the way I, people thought I should be, but is that really me? I don't know. Amazing. And it's miserable living that way, huh? It, it is because I was thinking too, like, um, you know, anytime I would go any place with my mom or whatever, I was always, you know, when I was taking her places, even though it was simple, or, or, or I did notice this, when I go out, I'm very anxious, like very... Um, like when I'm driving, is something going to happen? You know, I'm never just kind of relaxed, yeah, you know, yeah. just there, just being. And I did, no, I did notice that. But good things are coming, too. This weekend I went to, for Thanksgiving, I went to see my family. And I'm, and I'm really not a family-orientated person. Right. But I went to see them. I didn't have a car, so I had to wait on people to take. You know, like, I had to just kind of be in be where right. I was at. And so were you comfortable around them? Um, yes and no. It was different. It was different. 
I don't know if I was comfortable or not. It was yeah. different. I was glad I went. Yeah. Because I I got to know them. And so the, was this like brothers and sisters? Brothers and, and sisters and a lot of nieces and nephews. Oh, okay. And love the little nieces and nephews. Oh, gorgeous children. Yeah. Gorgeous children. And wait, wait till you go couples. back in 10 years. I know. I hope you're they're like, okay. Are you the same person? That was but so you, sweet. But you know, I could five I could, years ago. I, I could tell the difference between the ones that were raised with the mom and dad. Yeah, and the ones that are raised by the sing. You could, it, it, night and day. Yeah, that's night right. So it's good. Yeah, well, good. Uh, how about you? Do you know yourself? Um, oh, thank you. <clears throat> actually, as they were talking, I began to think. Of, well, uh, actually, I do not. You know, not completely. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that I know I'll do that some things that I think, you know, there are my principles and uh, what I will or won't do in certain areas. But there is um, s- something. I do not know how to step over to that part of yeah. consciousness into the supernatural where all things are possible and, you know, where, you know, love is constant. Uh, so actually the answer is no. I do not know myself because there's, uh, you know, like I have only tapped into what I can see, hear, touch, and feel. There yeah. is another part of all human beings, you know, that most of us don't even know about it, yes. but let alone know how to get there. It's so interesting in that there are two realities. One that you live in where you have anger, which is an illusion of everything, none of it is real. If you have one iota, little tap bit of anger, you're not living in reality. You're living in an altered reality. And it's so weird to be doing that. I'm like, wow, that's so amazing we can live in two different realities. And, and then there's another real reality that we should be living in. And most people never get there. But this other altered reality is painful, it's emotional, it has doubt and fear, it's uncertain, it, it judges yourself and other people. But so many people are holding on to that as though it's real. I was talking to another friend and he was like, you know, it's so amazing how Satan can convince your mind that a lie is real. You know, that this false uh, life we're living is real. No matter how the suffering is and everything, you still think it's real. And it's literally not real. Even the way you see yourself is not real. That's a lie too. And it's all set up to destroy you. There's two ways of living. There's a real way and a false way. And Satan is always trying to convince us to take this false way and make it work, make up excuses if it doesn't work. Well, why is it working? Well, I just didn't want to right then. You know, something. He'll make you just make up excuses. And I'm thinking about all the things that we now, well, I don't believe it, but those who have not overcome or not overcoming, the things that you're made to believe. And then if you know it's not real, you're afraid to speak up about it. For an example, I was thinking about the transgender thing. Now, we all know, everybody knows that ain't real. If a, a, a man switched body parts or a woman switched body parts, we know that's not real, right? But then some people just act like it's real. You know, just pretend that it is real. And then if you know it's not real, you're afraid to speak up about it. You go along with it as though it is real. Because you don't want to lose a job. We don't understand. You don't want to do this. We gotta, we're living it. You're never going to be happy living this way. And it's unfortunate because Christ came that we may have peace right here on earth. Paradise right here. Mary, do you know yourself? No. You do not know yourself. I do, I do not because I've, so much vacillation when, uh, you know, you should do something, but then you don't. So it's, so if I knew myself, I would be able to follow through with things, but no. Uh, and what is it like not knowing yourself? Well, now it's not bad because I already have come to see that that's just 
the way it is, and I can't fix it, but I can witness it and just be loosey-goosey about it. (laughs) So so therefore, it's not like as, as hurtful as it once was. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, things like, you know, what people are expecting of you, and you, you already know you don't want to do that, but you just, like, do it because what are people going to say? And so now I just don't do it. <laughs> and they can say what they want. Uh, and, it's not, and it's not that I'm looking for them to say something. I'm looking to let go of trying to please people. That's right. Well, one thing that's going to happen immediately when you really get to know yourself, the number one thing that's going to happen right away, you're not going to care what others think about you. That's going to end. Yeah. You're not going to try to live up to another person's standards or anything. You're not going to try to please them. You're just going to do what's right because you'll be able to see what's right. And then doing what's right, you're also willing to stand alone. Yeah. All those things will start to change. Yeah, and that's where the happiness comes. Cause yes. Because you, you're not. And just think about that. That's a horrible way to live, trying to please someone else. Yeah. And they're never, never satisfied. No matter if it's a friend or a family member, the dog, the cat. You can't even satisfy the dog. Because he always wants something else. Oh, right. <laughs> push, push, push. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the more you try to please the dog, the more you try to manipulate you. Which is what they're supposed to do. So, and that's what right. I guess we're, I mean, people are supposed to do the same thing too because they're not whole. And when they're not whole, they have nothing to offer. But, yeah. but I guess, you know, they have nothing to offer, but they're trying to get something. Yeah. And we don't have it to give them. So, well, then both of us are bad. Have you ever asked God to allow you to see yourself? Uh, well, I don't know that I have directly. But why I, not? Well, I don't know. Am I supposed to just say, God, can I see myself? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's well, always going to happen. I okay. remember 28 years ago, 29 years ago, I was just fed up. You know, I was going to, at the time I was going to Crenshaw Christian Center. I would pay my tithe and offering. When my income tax would come, I would give <laughs> 10% of that. I would read the Bible and pray to other tongues and nothing was getting better. You know, I was still insecure and had doubt and trying to go along to get along. And then finally I asked God, you know what, I, I don't really know myself. Let me see myself. And that's when he revealed myself to me and everything started to change. And it was nothing what I thought. Nothing what I thought. Have you ever asked God to let you see yourself? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just now did it when I heard you. Say you just yes. did it right now. I just did it. Yes. <laughs> but before, no. And why not? I guess I never thought about it. I I would ask, you know, please, you know, to reveal to me my purpose of why I'm here. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I would ask him to reveal to me the purpose of why I'm here on earth. Um, Don't ask God that anymore. Do not ask God to reveal your purpose of why you're here on earth. That's just Oprah talk. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> uh, the beauty about knowing yourself, your gift will find you. It's already it's just hanging right now in the balance, waiting for you to, to get to see yourself. It's going to be there. It'll find you. It's already waiting for you. Mm. It's already there. And the issue is not knowing, it's not, not knowing your gift. The issue is that you have not returned to the Father. You don't know yourself. It's not about, and a lot of people say, well, my problem is I don't know my purpose. I don't know my gift. That's not the problem. Because if you had your gift, you're still going to have the same problems. But you're not going to see your true gift until you overcome and return to the Father. Overcome the anger within you? Well, until you, yeah, forgive. So you can be drawn into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Then everything is there. You can see what you need to see. It's hanging there. It's just right. It's right here. It really is not lost. It's just you can't see it due to your anger. But your purpose is right here. Right. It follow you around. It laugh at you when you do stupid stuff, thinking you're doing your gifts. Uh, 
I hear people say, oh, I want to get better so I can help people. That's a dumb saying, too. That, you used to do that? Yeah, because you're like in a fallen state and you're emotional and you think you want to help people. Nobody wants your help. It's just a feel good thing. Have you asked God to? So don't ask for your gift anymore. He said in the scriptures, your purpose or your gift will find you. But just think about God. He's the father. Everything is already set up. It's like a parent, your mother preparing a meal for you and you never go in the kitchen to get it. So you think that she hasn't done anything. You're just waiting to be told or something, you know. Yes. So the prayer is to ask God to let you see yourself. Yes. Okay. Simple enough to me. Yeah. Very basic. That's when I start to change, when I finally ask to let me see myself. Have you asked God to let you see yourself? Um, no. I, no. What, what I, I'm surprised what I, you guys have it as much as I've I, said it. I know. But, um, well, what you I, I don't pay attention. <laughs> We can't hear. Right. It's um, but anyway, um, no, I just, what I say is that I want to put him first. Let me put him, like, let me forsake everything and put him first. That ain't going to work. Okay, that's fine. I mean, right. that's fine. Yeah. You want to go back, you want to find you. You know, you want to yeah. know yourself, I'm telling yes. you. Because yes. then you can start waking up. Okay. Okay, thanks. All right. But I understand why you do that because I did all that too because that's what I was taught. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah, I was taught to want to know, to ask God to know myself. But, um, and I made that mistake of asking, and I couldn't handle what I saw. And why so, not? I don't know. I just couldn't handle it. It was just too close to home, I guess. You know, the corruption and, and what I saw about myself. There was nothing good, and that freaked me out. Really? Yeah, for a long time. When I saw me, I was like, wow, that's what I look like. That's amazing. I didn't know I looked like that. I didn't know that was going on within me. You may have seen with different eyes. I was just still seeing, I guess, with my ego eyes. But you may have been seeing with different eyes. But when I saw myself, I related to that, you know, what I saw and uh, couldn't get out of it that way. I've heard people say that before. And I don't understand why they would feel that way. If you ask God to let you see, and he let you see, I would think you'd be amazed about to discover what's really going on. I didn't know what I was asking for. Mm-mm-mm. So now, you, what, what's going to happen? Oh, well, I'm getting a little more relaxed about it now. You going to so, ask him again? Uh, no, I, I've changed it to let me handle what I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just a personal thing. Uh, yes, Ed. Um, it was a different topic. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things you said is when you see yourself, you don't care what other people think. Right. So um, I had noticed when you're, when I am, let me back up a step. It's always interesting to me to try to apply some of the things I learned here in the world of business. That's what I do. And um, I've noticed that when I'm successful, I don't care what other people think. Mm. But, but guess what? Guess what makes me successful? What? Caring what other people think. Yeah. So in this world, you get glimpses of what it could be like when you're doing things right, and yet it still grabs you and <laughs> pulls you down and right into the mud again. Yeah. But I don't care what some people think of me, but I really care what other people think of me, the ones that are making me successful. It's kind of interesting. So I totally understand. You get a too. piece of that. But, but once you really get to know you, everything, all that's going to fade away. All of it does. Because yeah. you can't be of the kingdom of heaven and of the world. You love one and hate the other. You can't be of both. So once you get to know you, you're going to automatically die from caring about the world. It hmm. doesn't mean you won't go to work and be successful in life. But you have a different relationship with it. You can take it or leave it. Hmm. It won't bother you at all. It would not. You know, God said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all be at it. That would become number one. And as you're doing that, life is happening for you. You look around one day, you're like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Where did this come from? Uh, Again, I was talking to a friend of mine who knows me very well. 
and he was telling me, it's amazing what you've done in life. And so he started naming off all these things. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Where did it come from? And it came from the, uh, 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 it came from the invisible world. It's there already, but because you're blinded by anger, you don't know it's already there. And so the invisible is not visible to you. But once you let the anger go, then it becomes visible. Isn't that something? It is. It it is just think about that. There is another reality. There's another world. There's another way of living right at hand. And the average person never find it until they're going through that light. You know, once you die, they say you go through a light. I think you see your whole life flash before you or something. That's when they see it. Isn't that something? Esteban, you know yourself? I think I saw your hair right more. Okay. A little bit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. What do you know about, what do you know of yourself? Uh, I noticed, like, um, I used to blame people for, like, if I was angry or, like, sad or whatever. Or if, like, I failed to do something, like, get a job or do my homework or whatever. Yeah. I used to blame other people, and then I realized, like, that it was all, like, me, you know. Right. Uh, how would you define self-knowledge? Self-knowledge, um... Oh, I don't know. Okay. How would you define self-knowledge? Do you know yourself? Yes. And what do you know about yourself? I'd rather not disclose between me and God. Oh, Lord. Ay, ay, ay. But I'll answer your self-knowledge question. What is self-knowledge? Um, you're looking at yourself honestly, without what? ego and without coloring and just not being afraid of if something ugly pops up. So now that I tell you, don't be telling your business. Now I got it. But you see, you only got to tell me once, Jesse. <laughs> see that? That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, Mark. I think there's a big difference between thinking about what people think about you and doing a good job. And I, again, a great example is you on the radio. I've heard people call you literally every name on the radio. And then some. <laughs> yeah. I mean, threaten you. beforehand, like, I never would, would have been able to take that. And there's, that's what I'm saying. There's no possible way yeah. that you cared what they thought about you, yeah. no matter what they were saying at the moment. But at the same time, it wasn't like a passive, you don't care about your job. Like right. You take your job extremely really? seriously. Yeah. But it's a work ethic thing. It's I want to do my best thing. And you're like extremely, and you do an extremely good job. But at the same exact time, you couldn't care less about what people think about you. Yeah. And I know that for sure. <laughs> like, And I wasn't always like that. I was very emotional, weak, girly kind of a person. I was like my mother, my grandmother. I, I cared about what people think, at least my mother. But that was taken away. And now when they attack me, it's as though it, it never happened. You just hear words coming from these people, but it doesn't go inside your mind or your body at all. And yeah, it's so be, sweet to live that way. And it's so sweet to have three hours a day, Monday through Friday, to be able to just tap into that and yeah. hear that. And it's, that yeah. is something I cherish more than anything. How, oh, I can't ask you. You say you remember what I told you about self-knowledge, right? I know what you would want to, okay. your answer Hold to that, yes. Uh, yes, did you have your hand, Jerome? I was just saying that when you, because um, you always say, ask God to reveal it to you, and then he'll reveal it to you. Because I heard you say it so many times, I was like, okay, well, let me let me try it and see what happens. And he didn't reveal nothing yet, and I don't know if it's because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm not ready to see it or I'm, I wasn't fed up like in your situation where I was like, I really want to see myself. But, it just but it's not true that God has to reveal things to you. But yeah, it wasn't like I didn't see the full thing, how you explain in your situation to where it's like, oh, okay, I'm ready. But now type thing. what he's allowing you to see, just be patient with that. Maybe if he showed you your real self, you may do what the Bible go to God did, yeah. like reject it. Yeah. So maybe you're not ready for that, but He is showing you. He's bringing you to that. He's preparing you. So it's not always gonna be like I just see all my like in your situation. Yeah, it's, it's not. It might not be like my situation went down. Well, you just seen everything. Right. But I want to see everything. And but be patient. 
you can't handle seeing everything. That's right, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have to mature into it. Okay. Because once you start, the more you see, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It really is very And it's amazing, too, because you be seeing without realizing you're seeing. But you're just seeing it. And it's like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I see little bit. Like, I see little things, but I just never seen the full thing. And I, my mind was made up that I'm ready to change. It hasn't. Right. Well, but relax. I see little things. Yeah, just go for the ride. Yes, James. Uh, Mikey is saying to know thyself really means to recognize my faults and evil inclinations, and that I need God's help to correct it. Right? No. But does that sound good? <laughs> I used to hear that all the time. So I know it. It's not a put down, buddy. I know exactly what you're talking about. But, and, and if I didn't know a difference now, I'd be thinking, wow, yeah, that's it. Because it sounds so good. Does it sound good? No. Um, <clears throat> James, you know what stuff, not, Frank, you paying your bills again in church? He paying his bills again? Yes. He just like his mother. He come to church and pay his bills. Why church going on? Jane, were you the one telling me about him doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you tell me about him doing that? I said, hey, it's like he's paying his bills in church. <laughs> <laughs> his mother comes, she have all these bags. He just, uh, um, anyway. Go ahead. You want me to answer the question, but I know it like he does, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mark, what is it? Self-knowledge, because I want to move on to this. This is so good. I want you to listen, and I want you to listen and take it in. And if you can do this, the kingdom of heaven is yours. It's a state of non-judgmental attention. Did y'all hear him? A little louder, a little slower, and a little... A state of non-judgmental attention. Right. One of the problems that this young man had, a major problem that he had, not only did he hate his father, he hated himself too. He was not able to see himself and not have an opinion about it. You have to be able to see what's going on, see you, and not have any opinion about it at all. Don't call it good. Don't call it bad. You have to relax and go through it. That's the only way you're going to change. And that's why God said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and everything will be added. Because he is the only one who can change it. It's a spirit. It's a spiritual issue. It's a spirit. We are a spirit and there's nothing we can do about it. So it doesn't matter how rotten you see yourself, how whatever. You got to relax and take it. And can you imagine seeing that you're no good? Because in, in reality, in all reality, we as human beings are no good. We are really, we are a bunch of, me- you know, mess. We're really no good. But in our fallen state, we think we are somebody. I am somebody. I'm Michael Max. But we're no good. When you really see yourself, you're going to see you're no good. And it's going to cause you to appreciate God's grace and mercy for you. Because only his love can bring us through what we really are. Isn't that amazing? So you got to see that you're wrong, whatever's being revealed to you. And no matter how painful it is, it's only the ego hurting and like what you were saying about the ego, you got to relax in it and take the ego pain. But don't have any opinion about it at all. And once you can do that with yourself, you, you would never have another opinion about your fellow man because you would see what they're going through. And you won't hold it against them because you now see what you're going through. But you've got to be able, self-knowledge is a state of non-judgmental attention. And don't even ask why. <laughs> I was telling a friend, we were talking to some friends last night, and one of the guys said, well, it looks like you're supposed to be able to ask why. No. 
who are you that you should not go through this? Why? What? You know, relax and go through it. You got to let go and just let it happen. Yes, you will. It's a good point because if if you look at yourself and you see the good things that you you're doing or that you've done, it builds you up. And then as soon as you realize something you don't like or whatever the case yeah. is, you, it tears you back down. But even vice versa. Yeah. So if you don't have an opinion about it, then you stay neutral. No opinion at all. And then you just become a living being and you just live your life without any opinion at all. That makes sense, Brendan. Do you think you can do that? <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so why do you think you can do it? Because I've already been working on that in, in some ways. And so I've seen what happens when you do it, when you let go of the judgment and you let go of the disappointment in yourself or somebody else and you say who am I to be disappointed they are who they are they're doing what they're choosing to do and but they're not even choosing to do it and that's what I want you to know too once you get to know yourself you're going to see you're not making choices about anything that you're doing and it will help you to know that the other person is not doing it either you will see how nutty it is you know it's crazy but you won't have an opinion about it. Right. And so you just love them and see that they are who they are. Yes. But you stop trying to guide it or manipulate it or yes. give them good advice or whatever. You just let it go. Yes. And so. But it has to start with you once you yes. do that. But just think about this. Can you imagine living a life without an opinion about anything? How does a human being live that way? We can only do it with the light of God in us. Because now we're being guided by the light and not by the darkness. The darkness always have, has an opinion about something. Like what Joel was saying. Oh, I did good, so now I feel good. No, I did bad, so now I'm feeling bad. You know, that's the ego life. But and that's the darkness that guides you. But the light guides you, you have no opinion at all. You just look and you think, wow, that's amazing. And then people say crazy things like, wow, that's interesting. And you learn, you just kind of watch it, how the devil is operating and how deceived we can be as human beings if we stay in that fallen state. And so that's why God said, seek him first, because only seeking him through prayer, reading those scriptures, but spend time to yourself. There's nothing like spending time alone so you can experience reality. And then these things, he'll be taking it, he'll, he'll bring you back home and change your nature as you allow him to do it. You cannot do it of your own, but you've got to be seeking him first. And most people are not truly seeking God first. They say they do and they pretend for a while, but they're really not doing that. Are you doing it, Brenda? Not all the time. No. And, and why not? And, and it's, I appreciate your honesty, but You've got to start doing it. What gets in the way to prevent you from seeking him first all the time? It's just the everyday crap you have to do, that <laughs> exercise and eating and shopping and cooking. And before you know it, you just realize you've sort of veered off the road again. Yeah. And none of those things are important. Ed can wait to eat. Or tell him to buy a sandwich on the way. <laughs> But why not just wake up early enough in the morning to have that prayer time? And then, you know, before bed, maybe read a scripture a little bit and have a little quiet time and go to bed. Why not put that first? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to change completely until you do that. Only God can change us because it's all spirits all the time. But you got to put them first. And the way you put it first, it's not like a big issue either. Just do it. That's all. Just do it. Have that time alone, being aware. Read a little scriptures or something. Just, you know, pick up the Bible, read a few and put it down. Uh, be aware during the day. Uh, be honest with yourself. That's what, that's what seeking the kingdom is. 
It's not like this hooping and hollering. Today on the TV, uh, James and I were watching this uh, gospel program on BET or something. And the black choir was up there singing and dancing. They were like dancing and, I mean, just partying down. I was like, James, you like that? No. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it was a huge choir, too. They had a row. They were, you know, same color outfits. And they were partying like at a club on gospel music. He's like, you people like that. I don't like that. <laughs> you know what you said? Am I yeah. lying on you? No. <laughs> and, and I'm looking at this. I'm saying, well, I used to like that. And that used to be so much fun to be singing gospel music and carrying on. And in your mind, yeah, in your mind, you think you know God. You, you convince yourself or Satan convince you that the shouting and dancing is about God. And it has nothing to do with him at all. He's anything but that. But it's so, they were carrying on on the stage. Uh, so, Brenda, can I do anything more than what I'm telling you? And you're not the only one. I can go around the room uh, to encourage you to do that. Because if you do it, life will automatically change. No, I, I, I'll take it. I'll do it. What prevents you, Ed? Um, it, and look, it, I'm telling you people. It will change. And there's another reality to live by. I'm telling you, and it's nice. So um, I, I tell you what I don't <laughs> like about, about doing that all the time is the, the feeling of weakness that comes from it. You want to be in charge. And it, it, is, it feels powerful to be angry. To, oh. It feels good. It feels you feel strong. You, you're angry. You're telling people what to do. Amazing. Uh, calling people, calling somebody an idiot. Uh, said, "Look, you idiot. You're supposed to do it this way." You know. All of a sudden, you feel strong. Guess what? You just got suckered into calling him an idiot, and yeah. you don't even know that, right? So it feels good not to do that. That's why I don't. Oh. When they suffer and die. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Do you so, have life insurance? That, that, <laughs> and after Brenda, I, make I, sure you keep over the life insurance. <laughs> you want a cheap box to put them in. But no, <laughs> and I we'll see. have a quick service here and talk about how wonderful he was. <laughs> Ed was smart and funny. So, but, you know, I mean, seriously. That, that's amazing. That, that's, that's what it is. It's that feeling of wanting to be in charge of, you know, in charge of the world, in charge of your business, whatever. Have, you want to be right? That's the other one. I want to be right. So you want to have an opinion um, about yourself. Right. And so those are things that get in the way. Now, I see it. I understand it. And afterwards, I go, oh, there you go. You got snookered again. However, you do find, I do find myself doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's I, unfortunate I, because there's a better you than that, that you. Well, Believe yeah. me. Yeah. And, and it will be, it will get more done it will have peace. It will be more insightful. The wisdom of God is amazing. So the insight is absolutely amazing. He said something interesting. It'll get more done. And yeah. One of the things I noticed is um, when uh, you also have used the phrase, "just do what's in front of you to do." Yes. But but if all of a sudden you got this pile of papers and you're going, ah, I got to get this happen. People are making me do this. Look at this pile of papers. You think you're going to get through it a lot faster. You're not. Yeah. In fact, you won't even do it. You just get fed up and go have a beer. It's funny how that happens. Whereas when you can just neutralize that, that evil spirit that wants you to be in charge and full of ego and all that, if you can neutralize that, all of a sudden, guess what happens? In 15 minutes, you get your project done. Yeah, it's really funny to watch. That's right, and I've noticed that in myself. And so, what do you imagine that having a relationship with God is like? Do you have an an, um, um, an imagined idea? Huh. Um, I have in the past found an ability to persevere when I really felt I couldn't, and in those moments, I do feel that. I do feel that that. It's like my brain playing games with me that is keeping me from, from enjoying what I'm going through. Yeah. Right? So I do see that. That does happen. Um, Amazing. I don't know totally, though. Baba Gautagai, do you have an imagined idea of what it's like to 
what God is like and what it's like to have a relationship with him? Well, I have a memory of what it's like. I've had it happen to me before. And what, what's your memory? Where um, I wasn't having to choose what thought to speak, what thought to act on. And uh, I was just, um, I was like in a, another, a little bit higher consciousness where um, I was actually just flowing. This stuff was just coming out of my mouth without me predetermining what I was going to say. You know, and... Uh, and there was joy and peace. And uh, how did you lose it? I don't know. It, you, you know, how first old of all, were you when you I, lost I, it? I think I was like um, Peter. You know, we start walking on the water, and then he looked around and like this ain't gonna last. And uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that thought came to me, and uh, I guess I fell for it. Amazing. Yeah. Were you an adult? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know what tomorrow going to bring, and I don't want anything to happen, but I can't imagine losing what he's done, you know, my relationship with him now. I, I don't, the idea of going back to the fallen state, it made me nervous. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I, I can't imagine going back to that. Going back to that, you probably have to kill yourself. Because I can't imagine going back to that kind of torment. It's torment to live with doubt and uncertainty and fear and emotions and worry and wondering what other people think and trying to people please. And you know what the torment is? Like, and then not having inner peace. You know what the Who torment is? that? The torment for me is um, um, being tormented to have to let those thoughts pass by. You know, when, I, when they pass, when I let them pass, it feels a little painful. You know? But why would it feel painful? Because we are free from the imagination. Not after they've passed, but while it's happening. You know, that there's a little bit of a few moments where you're just not going to voice those words. You're not going to do that action. Well, stop listening to the devil. feels a little, yeah. When that's happening, he's still talking to you. Don't he pay is. Attention. He is, all the time. Oh, the devil is busy, too. Yeah. So don't listen to him. Yeah, I'm doing that. All right. Yeah, you had your hand. A little better. It's amazing this time is up. I did. Sorry, but the thought the thought passed. It's just basically the same concept. You know, you oh, I know what it was. Um, in my own life, I wasn't taught that God had the answers. I was taught that working hard had the answers. Yeah. And so therefore amazing. my God was often just working hard. Yeah. I'd rather work hard than goof off because that's being virtuous, that's being good, you know. And that so makes there's, sense, man. there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And, and so the other part is that when you're successful, you want to go back to that, whatever it was that made you successful. And guess what? It gets taken away. Yeah. And you go back to it, and it, it doesn't look the same. You know, you're going back home. Wait a minute. It's not what it looked like when I left. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but that I is think, so interesting. I think back to my parents, right? And I was carefully raised to... You know, make sure that you got the right education and do the right thing and get the right job. And, yeah. Uh, the worst advice I ever got from my dad was get a degree so you can dig a straight ditch. Guess what? You dig straight ditches. That's about all you do. So you have to. I I've mean, noticed that in the white world. The <laughs> education is the thing. Is the Working thing. hard in education is not salvation. No. You just have a lot of money to be working hard, but still be tormented within. And the torment is interesting. When I said before that you can not care what some people think, yeah. but you care desperately what others think. Yeah. I mean, you can be a successful chairman of whatever, right. the board of any, name any company, open the Wall Street Journal, page one. And that guy is scared to death of things not going his way, of doing something wrong. He is scared. He lives a life of fear. Yeah. And, uh, but you, the interesting thing is, that the game that you play with yourself then is to get paid a lot to live that ugly life. Yeah. And you therefore think you made a, you, you balance the scales. Um, One thing I noticed about white people is that they love first class lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. It gotta be perfect. But dude, tell you know, me, I remember, I mean, t- tell me, <laughs> tell me the black people don't also. I mean, now they do because they trying to imitate white yeah, people. Well, there is some of that going on. <laughs> But I remember when I used to, you know, when I fly, you, you earn these points on the right. airline. Mm-hmm. And so you start getting these upgrades to first class without having to pay for them. And so I started getting these upgrades. I'm like, wow, 
this is how white people are doing it. <laughs> and so I finally got this new silver or gold card or platinum. So you automatically get upgraded. And then now that I'm in first class, white people came up with another thing you got to work toward. <laughs> I forgot what it called. It's called straight through or something. <laughs> I'm like, where will you can't even keep up with them? There's always something more. Yeah, and, and they that, always create another level. And that's the torture. There it they is. had this level where when you go into the airport and you're going through the line, if you get that little check thing on your ticket, you don't have to take your shoes off and all that, right? But now they invented another line where, and I, Jay, if you remember that line? I forget. But you do know the time, right? Yeah. Tell them about it. I don't know what it's called. Do you know, Mary? You explained it pretty well. I mean, yeah. Well, they invented another line that's better than the check line, and I just got the check line. I'm like, let me get used to this one. But they got one now where if you sign up and you just go through and you put your eyes in the little thing, and they can tell who you are just by your eyes, and you go right onto the plane. And so now I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get that. But I don't want my eyes to be checking in no radio radiation thing you know you look into it and then they have that at my gym at my ex gym now where they have this one room that's for supposed to be first class people but they create another room you have to pay more you can leave your clothes in the locker overnight and they'll wash your clothes and fold them and put them back in your locker did you know about that yet I did (laughs) are you in that room Uh, no (laughs) I didn't want to pay extra because I thought I don't. It felt very fussy leaving my clothes there. You know, what are you doing messing with my underwear? You know, you know, and they had lemonade in there. Kind of I'm like, what's in that room? So they let me but go in and look. Anything in the world. You look at cars. I got myself a nice car. Oh, there's a better one. Yeah. No matter what <laughs> car you have, there's a better. car. There's always something better, right? And in the world of business, computers, man, there's always somebody faster, better, smarter. That's right. So you have to you have to be balanced about it. And realize that's it's why you want to get off that train. But man, that's a nice train. <laughs> but that's, this train is better. Believe I, me, I, I understand. Yeah. Inside, it's better, yeah. but on the outside, it looks better. You know, <laughs> the, the yeah. velvet chairs and the. Nice, I know. That other room is so nice at the gym. They got nice, fresh lemonade. They have uh, apples and oranges on the thing. All you do is go in there, take your clothes off, put them in the locker, and, and they wash them and put them back. And you don't need a, when you go to the door to go in, you just look in that thing and it open the door for you. I'm like, Lord have mercy. They're in shape with the finance, that's for sure. Uh, so let me just say this. Uh, so, Ed, what is the definition of self-knowledge? I, I, like, the, I like what I heard today, right? Uh, non-judgmental awareness, or is it non-judgmental attention? Atten- even better than awareness. Yeah. You pay attention to what's going on, but do not have an opinion about it. And it keeps, it keeps you from getting messed up. Yes. I mean, that does, because you can get jealous. That's right. <laughs> we were just talking about it. You get jealous of the next big thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, but it also, it also you... but here's the other part. It's it also there's I, I, you know, when you have children, you deal with guilt a lot and it helps you with that because there's, you know, when a child right. is failing, that's more painful yeah. than somebody than, than somebody taking away your success. That's right. And it allows you to see that person, that child in their own terms. Um, and that's right. It's man. not a happy thing. But it is a peaceful thing. Yeah. There's a difference between those two. I noticed with my son, you're so right about that. I can see where he's suffering through stuff. Oh, my God. And in the older days, I would have wanted to reach out to help. But now I can't. I watch him suffering, and he get better from the suffering. Whereas if I had intervened, it would have damaged him. He would not have grown from it. But non-judgmental attention allows you to see... Yeah. The things that are going on there. That's and, and, right. And so there is a lot of that that I practice, but, you know, it's interesting. Last word, Mark. Real fast here. We out of time, right, James? Okay. I know they're just words, but they helped me. Um, Forrest said another way. I know you only like those words, state of nonjudgmental attention. But he said, uh, looking at yourself with no evaluation. And that brought me closer to what you were saying, which brought me closer to 
just really seeing. Like I said, I know they're just words. Maybe they'll yeah, if it works for you, yeah. stay with it. But you can judge yourself and still not evaluate yourself, right? No, you that's why that's why it, it helped me. Oh, okay. The judgment is kind of after the evaluation. So before the judgment, it's looking at yourself with no evaluation. Okay. Yeah. Long as you have no opinion about it at all. So your assignment for this week, if you decide to take it, I want you to just and not will it to be. All right. Don't will this to happen. But I want you to pay attention to you, to what the devil is telling you, to what you're feeling and thinking. When those insecurities come, the loneliness come, the anger comes. I want you to just watch that without any opinion about it. Now, Satan is going to be trying to make you have an opinion. He's going to be talking to you and saying, this is bad. You're failing. This is that. That's not you. All right. So for one week only, can you try it for me? Just watch what happened with you without an opinion. Can you try that for me this week? I'm sorry. Yes. You will. Because, and then make sure you do your prayer. Put God first and putting him first is like what I told Brendan, just simply Pray, watch yourself, don't go with your thoughts and feelings, and you're putting him first. It's just that simple. The ability to see is, is that's when you know you're back with the Father. He allows you to see, because in that is wisdom and understanding and peace and everything. All right? I really appreciate you guys coming, and thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Um, uh, what else? Oh, we need your support. Don't forget, this is the, uh, the time of the year when people are donating and giving. Remember us, all right? You can go to our website, rebuildingtheman.com. Uh, you can call 800-411-BOND. Uh, I do want you to know, you're not going to get better until you can die from the anger. You've got to overcome that spirit of anger. And only God can cause you to overcome that. Because it's a spirit. You just have to seek him. And all those things will come together for you. You cannot get over anything on your own. No drugs, no alcohol, until you drop the ego, until you die from that old nature, which is Satan nature, all right? Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you all for coming, too. I appreciate it. Morning, I had a-